Good morning. Peregrines and travelers. Eight or five on, I guess, today is the last day of uh, July. Uh, living Orignon. Uh, beautiful, you know, five minutes walk from the beach, surrounded by by the by the mountain. Uh, wonderful place. It was very breezy yesterday. Anywho, so let's see where will I start today. Uh, yes, I have a few entries to to contribute to my daily grabbing. So, let's start with the hostess. So this lady, uh, I actually don't know her name, <laughs> uh, but anywho, <clears throat> so the place opened at four and she was a little bit after four. Uh, I took my time yesterday. I went to that bar in Liendo, stayed there a good hour and a half, and then, uh, then walked and find this... Uh, on the side of the national road, there was this uh, kind of rest area, and there was a table in the shade, and nobody claiming it. And I think that place was also the start of a hike. There was a network of trails from there, so there was a bunch of car parked there and going to do day hiking. And so I stopped there and kind of had my lunch, and then arrived in Orignon, of course. The doors were open, but the gate was locked, so, and the sign, you know, and we open at four, so walked a little further, went to a bar, had a drink, and then uh, yeah, just kind of a little bit of language, and then uh, and then watch some stuff. Um, but I was definitely ready to go get a shower and get comfy. So walked my way back around four, and there was a gentleman there, Rafa from Almeria, which is in Andalusia. It's on the coast. I think, don't they call it the Gold Coast? I forgot, or the Blue Coast. I forgot what they call it, you know, Malaga, Almeria, which I had gone once with uh, Pilar in 2020. And she took me on a one-week vacation with her. And so I met Rafa, he's a teacher. And uh, so we got in and, you know, kind of a... It uh, looks like it's a three-story house where we stayed. <clears throat> so I'm not quite sure what the story of the place is, but uh, this lady basically runs it. And to give us a little bit of land, you enter and then you have a staircase. First of all, you have a shoe rack and a place to put your well, place. You lean the, your walking stick against the wall. Go upstairs, on the right you have the bathroom, a little living area with a chair. Very, very sparse, very, very uh, minimalist, the place, no Wi-Fi. Most of the place doesn't have the outlet for plugging. So, yeah, an older style house, which hasn't been renovated or upgraded. And then a couple of dorms, so we went down to one dorm. We ended up being three, but initially it was just Rafa and I. And... Uh, and then I find out there was mass, which I was really surprised. It's a very small, small town. But again, it's Saturday, so in Spain, the same. Um, 
interesting here. Okay, hold on, I need to kind of look, but I think I'm supposed to go this way. Yeah, interesting. <coughs> and so, eating some of the weight that I've been carrying, um, then I walk my way to church. Then I realize, okay, then I was not going to take uh, the, I was not going to take the La hostia, my goodness, the host, the the bread, the the I can't think of the English word, my goodness. Anyway, you know what you have to you have to be a Catholic to be able to uh, to do that. So, and I know my uh, eyes, like I told you, you know, normally one of the criteria you don't eat at least one hour before. And then I was eating when I heard those bells, and I asked her, I was like, is there a mass going on here? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, crap, so of course I'm going to go, but I'm not going to be able to, uh, I won't take it, which is fine. So anyway, went to mass, quite a few people, it was a young, uh, black, curly hair priest, you know, doing the office. And uh, so went to that, then took a stroll. Uh, to the beach, which is very pretty, Orignon. Uh, again, it's not far from Castro Urdiales, which is more touristy, but it is really a nice place here. It's uh, simple, you know, you don't have a lot. You know, you just have a kind of like a big hotel kind of slash resort, you know, but it's very, very simple. So, but I really liked it. So you, you you can do some hiking, but the beach is very pretty. I guess if you like to do to be naked, to do nudist, to be to find a nudist beach. And that oh shit, I'm going on a trail. Fuck, I'm barefoot. Okay, let's see what happened. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, I'm gonna have to pay attention here. <clears throat> and so. Um, yeah, so went to that beach. They had a nice kind of blue carpet, kind of uh, to allow you to not sink into the sand, leading you to the beach. Anyway, very, very nice. The setting was, uh, yeah, looks very, very nice. And then walked my way back, realized I was getting tired. So, you know, got my stuff ready for the night. Meanwhile, I met Pablo. He's a journalist from, I guess, a major, maybe actually is a major newspaper in Portugal. He works in, in Lisbon. He works in a business section for startup and uh, cryptocurrency. So, you know, kind of your millennium type of kind of journalism. Anyway, I didn't find all of that until this morning. He came yesterday, was looking for the, you know, the person. He was calling her and she wasn't responding. So she came late. Asubola, <laughs> you know, uh, at her own pace. And uh, anyway, so we ended up being three. So, but, uh, well, I knew more than, more than likely I was going to go with Rafa to get a drink. But then I realized I was tired. So I'm like, I didn't take a nap yesterday. So I chose to, I just went to bed early. I don't remember what time I was listening to, to a stand-up. I forgot who. Um, oh, Greg Giraldo. He died a while back. Died kind of young, one of those kind of uh, conflicted human being, you know. But funny, very smart. If I'm not mistaken, he studied law at Harvard or something like that. So you know, not a an interesting fellow. Uh, 
but quite quite angry uh, to say the least hold on here I need to look and see where am I going I'm going straight okay and uh, yeah I have to kind of go around that body of water here so I'm going in this funny trail so I'm not on the Camino yet <laughs> I have a little ways to go which good which means I'm not gonna see anybody more than likely I still saw a bunch of people on that fucking road yesterday that was really weird because it's not the Camino at all so I think people were just cutting that's the only explanation for for that you know where I saw people they were not staying in Orinion so I could understand people wanting to stay here then you have to get off the Camino but otherwise yeah there was no you know you're on the road instead of being on a trail it's very pretty along the coastline but it's longer anywho so I was surprised to see I'll see a few people there <laughs> so anywho so got up I had a nice living area to do my routine uh, and uh, then when I was doing languages uh, Pedro came in you know looked a little anxious something anyway a little stressed nervous here we go antsy restless and then uh, I couldn't quite figure it out where it was from because his English was pretty good but I was like I knew it was that was not his first language but I couldn't place him and uh, as I was practicing my languages you know went from Japanese to Esperanto and when I went to Portuguese it was like ah now you are on my language and I'm like you Portuguese I was really surprised so and then uh, and then we started to talk and I learned about him and you know he's not happy with what he's doing so kind of part of doing the Camino you know like I said a lot of people and I, and I really think <laughs> for many many people whether it is because of grief of uh, you know of loss or, or the end of a relationship I guess it's kind of a grief too but you know the death of a loved one or you know basically the the, the death of a way of life you know of uh, something you were doing and that's kind of coming to an end and I think you can paint it you know any way you want but I think in the end more or less it's the same thing which means what you were doing who you were who you thought you were who you understood yourself to be, to want, to value, that became challenged. And for whatever reason, there are some people for whom the Camino, through some kind of funny intermediaries like people or book or film or something on social media, whatever the case may be, it just gets their attention. You know, less llama la atención. And, uh, and then they find themselves doing this thing, you know. And like today I was talking to him, to Pedro. So Pedro is a guy from Portugal, from Lisbon. And then uh, Rafa is from Almeria. And we had a, the three of us had a little exchange in the morning. All of us spoke Spanish. So that was fine. But uh, basically, so you have this climb here from the from the beach, you know. And I guess there's another name for the town, you know, it's called uh, the, the Beach of Orinion, but the name of the town is a different name. And I don't remember, I didn't realize that something so close would have two different names. And uh, it's basically has vertical, but he's very anxious. You can see he's very, very distressed. Uh, he doesn't trust, he's not trust. 
trusting is there's something going on about the guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't um, anyway. I don't know, but there's something going on with him. You can tell. Is it's a little off-putting. Is off. But it was fine, you know, it was like, took it in straight. Hey, hello. Get away from me, little buggy. Biting thing. And uh, and so I was like, well, I think it could be a cool one. It's a beautiful day, you know, to do it. You know, you have time. He's going to Santonia, so it's not a big, long-distance day. He has to reach Santander uh, by the end of tomorrow. And then that's it for him. And... Uh, and I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like it could be an interesting opportunity for you to to choose a challenge instead of waiting for one to come your way and be known to you. You could choose to make it harder. Yes, and it will be, you know, it's a steep area, you know, but you can make it more enjoyable by going slower and, you know, and accepting it. And uh, so anyhow, and eventually I left it at that. It's like, well... He knows the other option because Rafa is not doing that one. He's actually going inland. He's taking the road, but taking the easier one, which is fine. There is no, there is no right Camino. And uh, so that was that. That was interesting. He and I shared a breakfast. Uh, I do have a little commentary to make about the place in terms of uh, it is very... It is definitely one of the most uh, barren place. Even like, uh, you know, you had the option of having dinner and breakfast. So, you know, I was like, well, I had my food, so I did not need dinner. But I was like, breakfast, you know, €2.50? I was like, sure, I'll take it, you know, and enjoy the coffee with milk. Turned out to be powdered milk. That's my first time in Spain where I have powdered milk instead of milk. So you had a, a thermos of coffee. You had that kind of like individual wrapped little pastry. You had some white bread, saran wrapped, butter, jam, kind of a little, kind of like a wafer candy bar, uh, and then a container of caked up sugar. Um, so it was a very very interesting, and uh, but I am grateful for that experience. You know, you can you can see yourself sometimes having this kind of interesting arbitrary bar of expectation as to, you know, what should be, what is correct, what is acceptable. And uh, something interesting, um, Pedro was telling me about this place in Santonia, where apparently this host has a reputation for being drunk when he receives the pilgrims and sometimes refusing access to some pilgrims. And I was like, man, if I had known, I would have tried to go there. Sounds like it could have been an interesting experience. Something different. You know, something challenging to the ego. Something that doesn't make sense. You know, that's not acceptable. And I'm like, crap, I had never heard about that place. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a cool opportunity. You know, we have such a black and white way of making sense of the world, you know. And uh, and then we build this fortress around that. And then when something comes that challenges it, then we get outraged, you know, and we become victim. So 
anyway but obviously that's behind me so <laughs> i'm not gonna say if and i really actually you never know but i don't see myself uh coming back on the camino you never know that is true i never know but i just uh, it feels like i'm i'm kind of saying goodbye to spain with each each step heading eastward <laughs> and uh but we'll see but it sounds interesting anyway at least i kind of i think something that's changed for me is that uh something with bad review to me would actually sound interesting you know okay hold on make sure that i'm yeah, I think I'm lo I'm good looking good here. I'm I'm looking down, so I'm not looking ahead of me because I am barefoot. Okay. So I have a little ways here and I'm off-road and I'm not going to put my sandals, so I have to pay attention where I'm stepping. But there is no broken glass. I mean, there is no trash, nothing. So I think it's very very little traveled here. Not a popular uh, trail that I'm going on. And look at that just as i'm talking about no trash there is a there is some plastic here so anywho but it was you know wonderful i enjoyed being outside the breeze even uh, uh church was at 6 30 so by around 7 well a little before 7 30 i went to uh i took a walk on the beach and then it was just short and t-shirt and it was cool. I was already feeling like a little coolness and being like, ooh, I could have used my sweater or my rain gear here. But wonderful. And no, did not put my feet in the water. I was on the shore, Orilla. Estuve en la Orilla del Mar. Yeah, I was on the shore of the sea. But no, did not put my feet in the water. But it was very, very, very nice. You know, it's summertime, full summertime. So it remind me, reminiscing of my time in uh, Ile d'Oléron with Eva when she had a pizzeria, snack slash kind of restaurant in that campground. Well, actually, they were in different camp campground every year. And, uh, you know, I would go there and then help her and have this cool place to be, to spend time, which I'm, I've always been grateful for her for that. And so it made me think of that. You know, uh, although I think by now, I, I think the nature of it is not as much fun. I think it's probably harder for people to to make a killer season like it used to. You know, my sister used to work from like June to September, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe even May. Maybe not though, but at least June, July, August, September, so at least four months. Plus a preparation, you know, to fit, to start and then the finishing cleaning. But then she was off the rest of the year. She was able to make enough money, you know, to then travel. She'd go to Africa and yeah, interesting life for a while she had. And I don't think it's the same now. But anywho, it just uh, made me think of that a little bit. Though it's not my cup of tea anymore, you know, it's kind of realized that kind of lifestyle, ir de marcha, yeah, to go out at night and nightlife, I guess, 
yield the marcia. It's just not my thing, you know. Just not my thing. And even more now, you know, when I hear people talking about going to drink or whatever, it's really not interesting to me. And I'm not saying I wouldn't, you know, if the company was good. But, uh, oh, I got a tear in my shirt here. I got caught in some spines. Thorns, I guess. Spinas. Uh, spinas. Anywho. Shit, I did not think of that fucking... That I was going to be on the road for a while. Anyhow, but that's okay. I'll be able to manage. My feet are okay. The heels are recovering beautifully. So, so when we're giving the lay of the land, she was like, you know, to be at by 8 o'clock. And, uh, and she was here at 8 o'clock this morning. It was the last one. I left a few minutes after. But she was fine, you know. I could have easily seen her being like, hey, man, I told you you'd be out by eight. And like I told the other guy, you know, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. So I'm like, I uh, didn't have it clear, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking rush myself to be out by eight o'clock. That's okay. You know, I'm all right. It'll be what it'll be. But she was fine, friendly. And I found out this morning, she asked me to kind of turn the music down because there was a family living above, and I'm like, well, that's the first that I hear. I haven't seen anybody. So that was kind of weird. Uh, I didn't know we had neighbors upstairs. I thought I was alone in a building. Anywho. So, but still a great place. Orignon, it was actually, uh, of course, in town. There was a little grocery store. Uh, so here you just had a microwave. There was nothing else. There was a toaster, an electric water kettle, and a funky old microwave. That's it. No no dishware, nothing. So, like I said, very, very, very uh, barren place. Made me think of this one on Via de la Plata, a few kilometers before, I think 20 or so kilometers before Salamanca, where I stayed uh, in 2019. And... Uh, yeah, it was like a, kind of a sad picture of a dorm. It kind of wasn't like an afterthought. But again, you had a shower, you had a microwave, if I'm not mistaken, on a table, and then you had bunk beds. And then that was pretty much it. So so it was kind of a refuge or a refuge shelter. That was that was that. Which works again, you know, for a pilgrim. Uh, it does work. So whoever is annoyed by the lack of amenities, you know, of things offered is, yeah, it's like, what does that mean, you know? It had the basic, you know, it had a, it had a safe place for me to spend the night. So, anywho. So today, it is a 25 kilometers, so, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be Sticking to the trail, not like yesterday, but I was fine the way that I did it yesterday. I think those are actually biting flies here. Horsefly, whatever they call them. Uh, so I'm going to be mindful of the suckers. They're just not like your regular fly. They are a little more annoying, little pests. Anywho. 
Anywho, so today is my last day in uh, Cantabria. And I, re well, I realized I don't have to decide where I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm thinking uh, the day after tomorrow, Lezama, which is past Bilbao, so I will not be staying in Bilbao. I'll be smoking that place. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to plan anymore because I don't know what kind of days I'm going to have. But I'm not far, you know. I uh, Well, once you're in Bilbao, this is not... Uh, yeah, not too much. So we'll just kind of see, you know. Yesterday was a great... Uh, I'll call it a great rest day, basically. Like I've mentioned, you know, I just don't want to not move. So I think it's important for me to every day move, do some walking, pack my stuff, move on, and then not to not to become stagnant so there's something there anywho so that was a great uh, great rest day i was really walking nice and slow along that uh, national road uh, from liendo to uh, orignon you know enjoying going up and yeah very very pleasurable Enjoying the walk, you know. Anywho, but that's actually okay now. My feet. We'll see what happens. Uh, shit, I might actually be on a on this trail for a while. I don't know why I thought I was going to be on a road. Uh, I thought I came this way uh, last time, but maybe I didn't, you know, because we got lost, and that's why we ended up here. Actually, you know, even after being given instruction by a local. We still ended up on the beach and on that uh, challenging climb, but it was awesome. Anyhow, but here it's like, well, of course I was wearing my shoes, so it doesn't matter the terrain I was on, but uh, yeah, this is definitely challenging for my feet here, but no broken glass and it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. The terrain is fine. Anyway, oh, it's overcast, so it's very, very nice. Sunday morning, uh, so I got up at 5, and then I went into the living room, if I can call it that. Oh, shit, this is like, oh, pokey, pokey in rocks here. Oh. And there were a bunch of people walking their way back, going to bed, you know, like between uh, 5 and then 6 or so. The Spaniards, night owls, quite something. And chatty, chatty, chatty. You know, something else that I'm finding out. That kind of uh, natural tendency to effortlessly, you know, to, to socialize that way and to talk about whatever. And I guess to, to warrant that kind of conversation, which to me I have problem. You know, unless I am in very nice company. Fucking hey. Okay, I need to find a smoother ground here. This is poking the shit out of my feet. And so, yeah. And I've, it's nothing new, you know. That's definitely something that stands out, you know. Hola, buenos dias. Uh, culturally, 
that uh, the chattiness see 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 <laughs> i don't know what he was telling me there's a runner he was like saying something but with my ear plugged in i was like yeah yeah, yeah sure sure <laughs> but it's got to be a local he's doing his run anyway uh, so yeah cultural difference between the kind of nightlife and again you know well the weather also plays a part when it gets hot in the summer and if you don't have air conditioning then you do end up going to bed later because you will socialize when it gets cooler so the social life will start later that's kind of funny actually it made me think of uh, la puixerda molina where i went to ski in 91 when uh, actually when desert storm happened is when i was skiing in uh, in the pyrenees and uh, even in the fucking winter people were starting late which that doesn't make any sense but uh yeah everything in spain was like late you know dinner and bars and nightclub and all that stuff i gets done and that's definitely not me but then again it's not like all the freaking spaniards you know are like that of course you know some go to bed uh, earlier and they do get like to get up early and they don't drink they don't party like that so but it is still something that is you know quite common that still happens I would not be surprised if that was going to change as, you know, most of the world is really becoming one single entity and everything is kind of uh, becoming uh, centralized. You know, the, the national identity, this is fading, you know. And Spain is definitely one of those that's, that has a stronger tradition, but the way that I see it, it's... I mean, there's nobody who's going to survive that tide. I don't know what kind of empire you call it, because I don't see a country leading that movement. But I do see a trend, you know, this globalization. And I think this is nothing new. I think that's part of what was coming with empires, with those cultures that just overpowered other cultures and obliterated them and updated the understanding of you know what it meant to be a human being to be a citizen what your country what your culture and uh, and even when people talked about traditions and you know my country and your country is not what your country was a few hundred years ago I, I is anyway i find it very funny anyway the whole patriotism and cultural culturalism those kind of uh, cultural identity that people refer to and and praise and extol the value of i just don't get it you know because it is so i don't know i want to keep using the word arbitrary because it took me a while to remember it but it is so subjective it is so random in a way for me that i don't find it to be that relevant or that meaningful you know has something turned out to be what does that mean you know why do you speak spanish or why is your culture that it's i don't think it has a sacred meaning i don't think that something stands out about it and you know that superficial superficial flavor 
is just that, superficial. It doesn't really go very far. And I guess, you know, if you want to identify, if you want to relate at yourself as your life and your community to on that level, that's fine. You know, in terms of fashion, in terms of sports, politics or whatever, if you feel that defines you, you know, that kind of ideology, yeah, it's fine to each his own. But to me, just, to me, it feels like a sandbox, you know? And I just, uh, I don't know what it would take for me to consider that valuable. I, d I don't see, I don't see it happening. Shit, I'm almost thinking about putting my sandals on because I was thinking of walking barefoot for a while, but that's going to give me a beating, all those rocks that are poking into my feet. Anyhow. Oh, I guess that was coming, all of that. Are you fucking kidding me? There are some people on now. Shit, just when you think. Just when you think you have it down. Oh, no. oh, no. Okay, well, I guess. Shit, shit, shit. There's, a, there's already people coming this way. Hmm. Well, interesting. I guess some people must be coming for that climb. Because that's way too early to stay in Orinion. Anyhow. So, there is Anthony talking about politics, cultural, and ideology. Something that actually don't really matter to me really much. I'm not even sure why I'm going on those tangents. Anyhow. Maybe I don't have anything else to say, or maybe I'm looking for a launching pad this morning, or maybe there is none to be found. Maybe after having this plethora of uh, ideas of flowing into them and really enjoying uh, that jet stream, that effortless uh, fluid motion that I've been going to, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's the way that it has felt. But today, is there, do we have a grain of wisdom, a pearl of wisdom? Un grano de arena que contribuir? Do you have something to contribute? Una sugerencia, a suggestion? As I'm walking through this forest, and then going around that, I don't know what it's called, little body of water that's going inland from the ocean. And then I have to walk backward, and then it's kind of making a U-shape. And then I'll take a left, and then head back toward the coast. So I'm going away now, which is what I have to do. Let's see here. Okay, so here... Okay, so I have 800 meters before I cross over. And it looks like it's going to be a road, actually, after. Okay, here I'm going left. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Okay, okay, okay. I could actually go right here and take me to the road, but no. I want to stay on a trail. Anyway, I think it'll be all right. I haven't been walking on that kind of terrain, barefoot with that pack on. But it is nicer now. There were a lot of pebbles earlier. Uh, 
chinos chinas oh my goodness i'm not sure i think it's chinas what you call them little stones pebbles in spanish yeah because chinos is obviously chinese people <laughs> anyway and there's only one china so china china is china and then chinas are oh, those little stones anyhow so how am i feeling this morning uh the body is great you know again i was actually surprised yesterday that my right foot felt very nice inside the sandals and then not having the need to insert my gel so that was really really nice so I'm going to be looking forward to maybe for the foreseeable future not wear socks so which sounds wonderful not to have to wear the gel I'm grateful for it it's an amazing amazing therapeutic piece you know I would call it a permanent separating ointment interesting way to call it <laughs> anyhow oh i can see the i can see the water now so it was very very nice that was the first time that i felt that i had a room in my toe box and looking back if i was to do it again i think i would have gotten sandals just open sandals and then i would have never had to worry about the gel pad or the socks but the way that i chose to do it and I still don't feel bad about it because I was thinking of the mountain and being like, I think the way that I walk anyway, I want some toe protection. So whether it was useful or not in the end, I have to say when I had sandals, from time to time I would bang my toe and I could feel my nail, always fearing an ingrown toenail, which so far hasn't happened in my life. Uh, after it happened to my sisters, I was definitely mindful of it, of not cutting the corners of my nails. But uh, yeah, I, I worried a little bit that by not protecting my uh, my nails, you know, I could uh, I could get that happening. So you know, and those shoes have been great. The the kins are really good, and the soles are going to be. <laughs> Um, <coughs> the soles are going to be great. Oh, wow. This is rain. I'd be darned. Wow. We are getting... Huh. Interesting. I... Okay, okay. So we're going to have some maybe isolated drops here and there. Interesting. It doesn't look threatening. But anywho... So yes, I'm feeling great. Uh, she slept good for the at least the second night, you know, a little longer. So I was more than likely in bed around, uh, I think a little before nine actually, but listening to my stuff and then dozing off. And eventually with the earplugs, uh, Rafa snored a little bit, but no big deal. Like I say, those earplugs, did wonders and uh so yeah was a uh, plenty of time laying down and actually i did not feel my low back this morning sometime when i uh, 
you know, if I sleep like more than seven hours, if I stay laying down, I can feel it on my back when I first get up. Then it's fine, but that's kind of like it feels a little, like you need a little warm up. And uh, did not feel that at all this morning when I got up. So, so yeah, I am. Uh, I have well rested. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if I was to stop along the way to take a nap. Uh, sometime when I start to rest, it's almost kind of like my body wants more. And uh, but yeah, the body is great. There is no no ailments, no you know, still no blisters. <laughs> yeah, after more than three months, not one blisters. And the sandals are great. I really don't see that happening there. Uh, yeah, really, my feet are really really. They're wonderful. So the knees are great. Everything, you know, the backpack is uh, the backpack feels as wonderful as it ever has. So, and that is good. And I realize that's the second runner that just passed. So I guess this place is more used than I think. Well, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of a nice trail, actually, you know. So you go by the water, you're away from traffic. I think for a runner, that kind of makes sense. It's relatively flat. Obviously, you're by the water. And uh, I can see the bridge ahead. So my, uh, my dirt trail is about to come to an end here. And what else besides how I feel? Um, yes, I'm still enjoying practicing my languages. I read more Sapiens. I don't think I have too much left on that book. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, again, having the, the convenience of Wi-Fi, uh, I do read less. I know that's very directly connected. Uh, because I definitely want to use a tablet, not the phone to look at like that. So it's way more convenient to have a tablet and oh, even to read anyway. I mean, reading on a phone is just not as fun, not as enjoyable because you have to force, you know, you have to focus more. And I can see with my eyesight, you know, where it's going that, uh, <coughs> um, that even the glasses that I have, which are the most basic, I may have to soon to get some which are a little stronger because I can I can see how, yeah, and then I'm going to be nearsighted for sure. Well, I think I already am. So, But the interesting thing is when I'm in nature, like looking around here, uh, it's only reading things. It's when you really have to focus on something specifically that I'm blurred. I have blurred vision. In nature, I have no problem. Everything is fine. Everything is clear. You know, unless if I was really to to really try to focus on the leaf very up close, then I, I think I would get blurry too. But if I'm just scanning for everyday purposes, that is fine. But I do like to read, you know, and I could see myself at some point, you know, moving away from the screen. Um, we'll see. You know, with Duolingo, I'm about to 
again to complete another year without interruption. So they have a thing to where you get like this 365 stamp on your ID uh, that you've completed. And I think I'm like 12 or 13 days from, I'm like 352 or so days in a row. And of course, I lost my streak last time because of COVID, you know, last July. <coughs> so that's uh, that's why I had to reset it. And before that, that was because of Pilar, when I was with her at least once, maybe twice, um, because of being with her. And it's that's just all I wanted to. Actually, it's interesting thinking about that. Uh, I was reading on Back to Yoga this morning during my meditation and he mentioned about the different way of kind of practicing uh, kind of adoration one is looking at god as a child one is as a husband to a wife and i forgot the third one but you know that kind of idea of yeah veneration adoration and you know talking about how when you direct it or when you really have that connection then everything kind of goes away. And you know, to me, I have to say, what I felt with Pilar toward her, that's the closest I've ever felt. You know? Because I think with Glenda, you know, that there was kind of a birth. You know, there was really, it was not really a rebirth for me, Glenda. It was a birth. It was Anthony, really for the first time, experiencing some form of love loving somebody and then somebody loving him and then loving him in a way nurturing and just it was beautiful it really was beautiful what uh, who glenda was and then what she offered me and i will forever be grateful i was talking to alexander about that alex uh, from brooklyn and uh who is now at south river miso making miso and then living his life interesting to what he's doing and uh i'm sorry i'm still on this trail here the bridges it's got to be what uh, maybe 200 meters maybe and then i'll be done for a while and uh yeah, i was telling him about how I'll always be grateful what a beautiful thing what a beautiful person that connection the experience, you know, for me, because I know Glenda is still pissed. I have a feeling she might actually hold a grudge. Interesting. She, I'm. Uh, it's actually interesting when I think about it because you know she would talk about Bill, which was her ex, you know, that she left after 25 years of marriage and two children and and. Uh, And the idea I had was that, you know, that, well, and, I, and I'm pretty sure a lot of it was accurate, actually, because I did meet Bill, and he was really, uh, it was kind of a grudge, you know, kind of a guy. I call him grudgy. Yeah, there's something about him, kind of, uh, maybe something, I don't know if he was like a functioning alcoholic, maybe not an alcoholic, but kind of a, a depressed, kind of droopy the dog. Think of that, just kind of a little more cynical. You know, and uh, sarcastic, kind of uh, droopy. And if you don't know who droopy is, that's okay. 
is um, a cartoon character. And so, you know, the, the idea that, you know, so they had these children and Emily was, hola, hola, Emily was 13, you know, when they, when they split. So, you know, there was the issue of raising her and it was not very cooperative bill. It was definitely passive aggressive uh, for some of it. So, you know, it was frustrating for Glenda because trying to, to prioritize, basically, you know, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about her, you know, how are we going to raise her? And, uh, he definitely played with that, played that card that he had. And, uh, ah, okay. That is it for, I'm pretty sure. That is it for the trail. Let me see here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Look at that, I can, oh my goodness, from a distance, I can't even see it. My vision is blurring. El Montarron de Gureso. Gureso. And so, I'm really surprised. I was really surprised to see that she was holding that grudge against me. Uh, yeah, uh, really, you know, and I can appreciate, you know, I mean, oh, Gureso, Gureso. Um, relationship are tricky, you know, she, she had a luggage, I had my luggage, and so however she made sense of what that relationship was, you know, kind of, uh, and it kind of looked like, you know, she kind of saw herself as a victim, basically that I was responsible, that in spite of uh, all her best intentions, you know, I fucked it up, and, you know, and there are some relative truths to that, there are things that I was doing, like, you know, my kind of, I guess, I want to say, I want to say uh, my inability, but I guess my unwillingness, and maybe I need to change that, my unwillingness to <laughs> to stay on a track in regard to my job, you know? It seems, según parece, you know, so that part was definitely, it's been a struggle for me for a long time. So there are things, you know, that definitely, that I brought into the relationship that made the relationship challenging. But I'm like, yeah, so what? That, that's that's who I was. It's not like I wasn't faking it. You know, I wasn't spiting her. I wasn't trying to abuse her. That's who I was. You know, I basically did the best that I could with what I had and what I knew about life and myself. And uh, it was what it was. And I know, like I've mentioned it before, several times. I'm not fully myself. I am not an easy person to live with. I I have no defense. I rest my case. Guilty as charged. But you know what? That's who I am. So, uh, yeah, take it or leave it. You know, I don't need somebody to come and make a project out of me. That's definitely something that I sense at times with Belen, and that I was doing too anyway. Then I realized that was a problem, you know. If you care about somebody, and then you uh, you start thinking that you know better than they do, you know what uh, what they should be, what they should do, and you take take it upon yourself to change them. Uh, that's more than likely not going to be ending in a Walt Disney story. 
So, yeah. And I knew with Glenda, for sure. And I'm aware of that, and it's still something strong in me. Kind of that podcast that Tillard sent me about uh, nonviolent communication, the whole I should. You know, when somebody, and of course it takes one to know one to manipulate, when you're trying to manipulate through diplomacy, somebody else, voila, voila. and uh, because I was such a manipulator, and I'm still working with that, and at times I'm sure I'm a little bit, but nowhere close where I used to be. And uh, Glenn, when Glenda would go there, you know, once my uh, self-esteem became more elevated, it became unacceptable. And we talked about it. But I don't think she was aware, conscious, sometime of what she was doing. I think she felt so convinced, you know, that a good intention, that what was going on, that she did not view it as that. And then, in a way, she did not also asp- uh, accept or respect my reaction, which was very raw at first. You know, I, I would get very angry and very protective and being like, don't go there. You know, this, this, you don't have that right. And she did not accept that. And that definitely did not make things better. But again, I think relationship is really, it's really a bunch of dirty laundry that you put together and creates and sometimes a stench that it's not an easy one to live with. You know, relationships are, are interesting in that way. You know, it really takes uh, special chemistry for it to be productive. And that thing for me, and I've talked about it before, yeah, I see it unlikely in my cards, that kind of relationship. And again, this morning reading on Bhakti Yoga, you know, talking about that relationship between men and women, the potentiality of it, the potential of it, to me, is still something that is wildly attractive. I'm still open to it, but I'm not actively pursuing it, if that makes sense. You know, it's I am not giving up on it, but it is not a priority. So we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. So I guess just to wrap up a bow on that, you know, we're talking about Pillar. And then the way that I felt with her, speaking of Duolingo and me basically trying to say the analogy with Duolingo was like, it would take something special for me not to want to practice because that's something that I really enjoy doing. And Pilar was one of those things, was one of those human beings that uh, at times made it irrelevant. She was all consuming and uh, interesting. Interesting. Anywho, I'm going to let you have a... Okay, good. This car coming, and then you have about a little bundle. Looks like four or five cyclists in the morning. Spanish people love to do group cycling on the weekend. And then I will uh, then uh, stop this podcast for now and then go focus on the road. So on that note, my friend, I will uh, wish you a beautiful day. And then onward toward Anton, uh, through Castro Urdiales I go. Love, peace, and buen camino. El pontarrón de Guerrero.